Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today's the third of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec, and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. This and the following two podcasts focus in on women's career development, but the content is intended for people of all genders. Thanks, Darren. Today's session is not about having a moan and saying how unfair life is, but rather I wanted to talk a little about what external challenges women in particular face and how they can be dealt with. I know from two decades of focusing on diversity in the workplace and from speaking to women all around the world that many women feel they would like that little bit of additional advice as to how to manage in what is still a very male-dominated environment. And men also want to understand better how they can help. The statistics are really disappointing in terms of women's progression in the workplace over the last 20 years, and I hope some of my insights will help shift the dial for women, but also for other minorities who often face the same barriers. We all realise that if there are no female role models, or potential female role models have failed for various reasons, then women will not be seen as viable candidates, unlike men who have filled these roles forever. The ladder of inference I spoke about last time explained some of this. It's not malicious or sinister, I believe. It's just we're not used to having women leaders. People tend to recruit in their own image unless consciously thinking about not doing so. We'll talk about visualisation in another session and how important it is to achieving a goal, but it can also play against us if we find ourselves unable to visualise something we've never seen before. There are many organisations in the world, including their boards, who aspire to having a woman at a senior level. But only one woman is not enough to make somewhere an inclusive place. Without some critical mass, there is no change and or often the woman leaves or fails. Unilever research back in the early 2000s showed that women are also judged on experience rather than potential, which creates a further barrier. When assessing two equal performers, male and female, the language used for the man was forward-looking and referencing potential rather than what experience they had, with exactly the opposite for the woman. Having a higher voice and stereotypical feminine attributes can tend to diminish gravitas. But again, this is all down to people's bias and not having experienced women leaders before. If we'd grown up in a society with all women leaders, we'd no doubt find it very odd to imagine a leader with a deep voice and a beard, and we might even expect that particular profile to make the tea for the rest of us. But we are where we are. Other external barriers women face are societal norms and practical matters which ensue, such as lack of childcare. But I believe having children is often used as an excuse in terms of why it is difficult to tackle gender balance. I think women who don't have children are not seen much more as leaders than those who do. And of course there's the hiring bias, i.e. what if she gets pregnant? As well as the lack of acknowledgement of the skills learnt whilst on maternity leave, which are all part of the problem. So, facing these external barriers to women's progression, what have I found that's helped me in my career? Well... Firstly, my experience has been that my financial qualification has held me in very good stead. People know I know my stuff. So a professional qualification is very helpful, both in an executive role as well as a non-exec role. Sometimes not worrying too much or not holding grudges has helped me. I have on a number of occasions determinedly told myself they cannot possibly be meaning to discriminate against me, and then just kept going. 
Working hard and focusing on the job has no doubt helped, but also showing curiosity in what others are doing and a genuine interest in and passion for any organisation I've worked for. That can break down all sorts of barriers. Some of the courses I was fortunate enough to attend or the coaches I've had over the years have been very helpful in terms of how I present myself. I'd always recommend having a coach. Sometimes the men in the room are only interested in each other as the testosterone rises, and you simply just don't figure in their thoughts or emotions at that moment. I remember my first meeting in Unilever with all my country finance directors who were all male, and trying to join a group during the coffee break, but being physically excluded as they closed ranks and presented me their backs. Deeply humiliated at the time, I understood later that what they did was not even conscious. That's why having more than one woman in the team or board is important. Research shows that the group behaviour changes dramatically for the better at that point. And research shows men enjoy the new situation better too. Colour is also very interesting as a tool to be used. I happen to love red, and it's a signal of power apparently. I don't generally like wearing red lipstick, however, as I think it makes me look too harsh. Then one day my coach, Luc Lemaire, suggested I try it out for an important Unilever Foods Europe board, and I took the plunge. It was actually rather incredible how well-behaved the all-male board was on that occasion, compared with past ones. I was presenting the financials, and Red said I knew my stuff and I meant business. It made sense, or, in other words, the content and the presentation stacked up. Playing your part, male or female, in encouraging gender diversity is, of course, critical. All the research, for example BCG's 2016 study as well as that of Peterson, shows that greater innovation and greater profitability comes with greater diversity. And the business case has been around a long time. When interviewing for a role in your team, you can demand from the recruiters that you get a diverse shortlist. And you can ensure there is a diverse panel carrying out the interviewing. You can take part in unconscious bias training and encourage it for others, male and female. You can act as an advocate if someone is being spoken over in a meeting. Helping others and not focusing on self can also be very effective. It's far more powerful for a man to support a woman or a white woman to support a black person, and so on. And last but not least, if you do have children, make sure they're exposed to diverse role models. Hear, hear to that. Thank you, Caroline. Next time, we'll be exploring the internal barriers to women's progression in the workplace and what women can do to overcome them, again setting the scene in these introductory podcasts for what will follow. Till then, goodbye and thanks for listening. <laughs>